Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Land really is the best art. Andy Warhol. The crown jewel of the whole trail was by far definitely the desolation wilderness. It is just like something else over there. It is so cool. It's just like the glaciers like came through and just scraped away like all of the dirt. So it's just like bare rock. The lake. Yeah, hundreds and hundreds of little lakes and alpine lakes. It was We spent one day in the desolation wilderness where we took an easy day of only 10 miles and stopped and jumped in every single lake we passed, which was like almost every mile. Yeah, it was about seven (laughs) lakes that we we swam in and And then we'd dry off, hike for 20 minutes. And then (laughs) jump in again. And um, and then that night, actually, um, we had some of the most incredible stargazing experiences we've ever had. I'm Doc, and this is the John Freaking Mirpod. Welcome to the John Freakin' Muir Pod. Lace up those boots and sling on the pack for a romp through trails, short and long. With your host and renaissance man, Doc, it's time to embrace the suck. Welcome back to another week on the trail, Dirtbags and Hiker Trash. I'm Doc, and this is the John Freakin' Muir Pod. Let's start off with a reminder. If you are enjoying the podcast, take just a minute to help us out. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you're not enjoying the pod, well, just go ahead and keep that to yourself. All right, let's get to this week's guest. A couple of high school sweethearts who have also fallen in love with through hiking and peak bagging. Welcome to the John Freaking Mirror Pod, Brian Walsh and Christina O'Connell. How's it going, you two? Great. Yeah, it's going awesome. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah. Absolutely. I love the fact that you're high school sweethearts because I am a uh, uh, one person in a pair of high school sweethearts as well. And we've now been married. Let's see. It'll be 33 years this October. So uh, wow. it, yeah, bonded quickly and it has lasted. So I hope That's the same so awesome. thing. 
yeah, you get it right on the first try. That's what I always say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> now, have you guys listened to the podcast before? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We've listened to a bunch of episodes. Well, we've been, we actually started listening to it like on our Tahoe Room Trail through hike about a year ago. I think we have, we have a friend, Nuggets, who was on here actually, who she gave us a bunch of trail magic on the AT and stuff. So that was our first episode that got us into it. And yeah, we've been listening to it a bunch ever since. Yeah, it's one of our favorite podcasts to listen to while we hike. Fantastic. Christina, that was the appropriate response. Whenever I ask somebody that question, I expect, I hope, I hope for the response of, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love your <laughs> podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was classic. <laughs> all right. Hey, with all your time on the trail, have you picked up um, trail names? Because we try and go by trail names here on the podcast. Yes. Yeah. I My trail name is Freight Train. And I'm Pickles. Freight Train and Pickles. What a combo. That's mm-hmm. that's like peanut butter yeah. and jelly, ketchup and mustard, freight train and pickles. They just go together, oh, right? I'm glad you think so. <laughs> <laughs> the freight train carries all the pickles. Uh-huh. You know? yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, we'd love to hear the stories behind the trail name. So freight train, if you would do us the honor, how did you pick up freight train? So I got the name freight train from our friend Vista, who, uh, probably like a week or two, two into the AT. And um, I guess it was kind of just due to like the the way that I hike, I kind of will will be barreling through bushes and just kind of tripping and catching my feet. I kind of hike with a lot of power. And then more specifically, I guess you could say I'm more of a runaway freight train because it would be far too often that pickles would kind of stop in front of me and I would barrel her right over and just kind of <laughs> zoned out hiking behind her and I'd run into the back of her. So that was, that was how I got the name freight train kind of. Yeah. But I didn't name him. Our friend Vista did. Cause yeah. he, he noticed when, yeah, he was a witness. Yeah. So, it was almost every day I'd get a trekking pole to the heel. Yeah. She's, she's the lead. She's, she, she pretty much always hikes in the front. It's like how we, how because we roll. If I don't, he just keeps going and it's upset. It's, I don't know. I have like this, ego i guess where if he gets too far away i don't want to be like freight train come back so i just get mad and so he's <laughs> he's learned to just stay behind me and you know we're both pretty fast so she's really fast yeah it's okay so a couple things already a couple things i have to point out one is you're you're as what what is known as an enthusiastic hiker you're just barreling along just going for it absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. And it's also like like the the way you've described it. It's almost like the the shopping cart phenomenon, right? If you're in if you're in the the grocery store, and someone is pushing the the shop the shopping cart behind you, and they run up on your feet. I mean, that's that's like worst case scenario, right? I mean, that hurts. Yeah, that especially hurts. when you're climbing down a really rocky uh, mountain. Yeah, sometimes that's, that's when you don't yeah. want that to happen. When so. we're going down, and I can hear him right behind me. He he it's, knows not to get offended when I'm just like back up or like you're too close to me because <laughs> he's yeah yeah right there and uh pickles we'll get to we'll get to your trail name in just a second here pickles um the the point about him you wanting to hike first in front of him so that he doesn't pull away i think there's mm-hmm. always there's, there's there's that dynamic in a group where if you're not the fastest hiker you don't want to be the first person i know i don't i don't want to be the first person to say Hey, let's take a break. Let's take a breather, right? And so someone's charging along and you're trying to keep up. That can be that can be frustrating if if you don't oh, mind yeah. each other's pace and you guys are planning on hiking kind of together. 
right? So I can, yeah. I, can, I can totally understand that. And a big help um, to keep us, I mean, we're, it's crazy how we're together all the time. We love it. But um, a great way to keep us together is we share the same set of AirPods. So once you get yeah. <laughs> a certain distance, they start to kind of break up. Mm-hmm. And it, that's really frustrating to have your, you know, audio cut in and out. So that kind of just keeps us together also. Yeah, we did that for all of our through hikes we've done. I'm I'm right. She's left. Yeah. <laughs> that's our, that's my AirPod. Is that also your political leanings? <laughs> no. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that is brilliant. Uh, I assume Pickles with you. Well, no, actually it would be a freight train then who would keep the phone in his pocket. Right. Yeah. If freight yeah. yeah. train is second, right. Then that, that kind of keeps pickles from charging out too far. She gets too far away. Yeah. It's yeah. going to break up. I'll tell you on the, on a lot of the steep ups, she, she, she goes a lot faster than I can't keep up. She loses me pretty much. So. Yeah. I like the kind of, <laughs> I'm more of a sprinter than a long distancer, which is kind of a weird, like I love, we both love to take breaks. We are really yeah. fast hikers. Honestly, we're fast walkers. Like maybe it's a new England thing, but we have a very naturally fast pace. So I like to just kind of really go all out when it gets difficult and just power through it, which I then, you know, definitely look forward to our yeah. nice long we're, breaks. We're, we're like, we're fast hikers, but we're kind of slow long distance hikers because we take a ton of breaks. Like oh, yeah. we're like, we'll like, you know, sprint for a couple of miles sit in the stream for a couple hours and then <laughs> sprint for a couple more miles. You know what I mean? Like, it's very, yeah. it's funny. If you were to track our GPS location, it would be like, you know, really jittery as we Sporadic. travel across the, yeah. So have you ever heard the, the story of the, the tortoise and the hare? Oh yeah. So oh, yeah. what you're describing is the, the hare, the, you know, that uh, his, his, Yep. Yeah. Oh, was to go really fast for short spurts and then, you know, kind of take breaks and have fun. Yeah. Yep. A lot of the other through hikers around us was, were always so surprised that they would stick around us because they knew how fast we were. But like, you know, they were slow and steady and we were not. <laughs> yeah. We were fast and not steady, which is just how we like it. You know, I, I like to think that we took the, the reason we're so fast is because we take all those breaks. It kind of like energizes us and then it motivates us to get to the next break <laughs> you know yeah and we've done our fair share of night hikes too you know <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah but we had friends we wanted to stick around and it was really great that we just as a as a pair had similar hiking styles yeah and pace and pace for sure. yeah mm-hmm. all right pickles let's hear the story behind pickles you know i almost i called my name being Pickles, when I had a a jar of pickles that I brought from Boston to on the plane, I was like, they're going to call me Pickles. And um, that was one of the first suggestions. And I waited it out for the first couple of weeks, trying to hope for a more badass through hiker name. Vista actually named me Pickles. He also suggested um, Speed Goat. Yeah, right? Speed Goat. And I just felt like that was almost too awesome of a name for me. I don't know. I didn't feel like I lived up to it yet. So I went with Pickles and um, I like it a lot. I like that it makes people smile when I tell them that's my name. Um, I also have a story that 
uh, there were, there were like maybe two or three other pickles, um, on the trail in 2021. (laughs) And, um, I don't know if I should get into this. It's a little dramatic. We love love drama. We love drama. Yeah. There's some pickle drama. Um, okay. I'll dish it. I, uh, I noticed kind of early on that's one of the other pickles were starting to sign their names in the log books as OG pickles. And I was like, I don't know, why can't we all just be pickles in the same pickle jar? You know, I mean, I guess she wanted to differentiate, but that's cool. I didn't really think of it that much until trail days where I met two other pickles and I didn't no, at the time I was meeting OG Pickles when I had a dance off against her because we were in this raffle for a backpack and both, you know, the name Pickles got called. And I tried to I tried to like let them know if my name was called. I tried to like say my nickname Kiki, like Pickles slash Kiki. I, I didn't want to dance off, but um, yep, I got called up there and it's such a painful regret of mine that I I failed pretty miserably in the dance-off. OG Pickles crushed me with, she had pretty good moves, but I wouldn't say like really good moves. And um, the the hard part was, I was like, can you play some music? And he didn't have the, the DJ or whatever, didn't have any music. So the crowd just starts clapping. And I was like, what, what am I going to do with this? And I just was so caught off guard. I I didn't have any moves. I just started copying OG Pickles and like trying to just have fun with her. I wasn't planning to like beat her or anything. And um, I, uh, along the rest of the Appalachian Trail, sometimes listening to music, I would just like get so like, ah, <laughs> I, I should have beaten her. Like I have so many good moves. And honestly, if um if she's listening to this OG pickles, I challenge you to a rematch. Oh, I wow. I want a rematch. I I want to dance off again. <laughs> Maybe we can meet up at a trail days one of these years. Well, she she threw down the gauntlet when she started writing OG pickles. I mean, that's kind of like yeah. a slap in the face, right? To, to I didn't think pickles so. out there. Yeah, she maybe so. I did. She was very offended. I m- I met another pickles at trail days who was like are you OG Pickles? And I'm like, no, are you? And she was like, no. And we both were like, uh, what? what's up with that? <laughs> Brian made me feel better by saying maybe it, it stands for old gross pickles, but I don't, I don't want to try. I'm not trying to trash talk. I just want a friendly rematch. <laughs> just a friendly dance off. She threw down the gauntlet by writing OG Pickles. You have now thrown down your gauntlet to say, hey, let's do this again and let's put some music to it. How do you have a dance off without any music? It was painful. It was, yeah. it was really bad and I was just not feeling it. But I feel myself pretty often while I'm hiking, listening to music, blasting Beyonce, and I feel like I got some moves and I want to go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, you know, that's a good question. What What is the best hiking music out there? I mean, if you're if you're pounding miles, what, what should Punk. you be listening through the uh, through the through the headphones? We really love Daft Punk. Yeah, we went we went pretty. We listened to a lot of Daft Punk on the uphills. That yeah. was because it was just that like boom, 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 boom. Steady type, beat. Yeah, the steady beat type thing, like a really rhythmic thing mm-hmm. for the uphills, and that just kind of like 
sets your pace to just keep keep the pace. And then on the downhills, we like to listen to more like podcasts or, you know, something just to kind of distract your mind from the pain in your feet <laughs> and the ankles and knees, you know. Got it. So no, no Fleetwood Mac. Um, we actually oh, yeah. did listen to Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. Oh yeah. And um our good it's friend. Say that. Our good friend who actually uh opened his house um to us oh, with yeah. his parents. Yeah, Frail Johnny. His name's his name. Yeah. His music's called Frail Frail Johnny and it's very peaceful and like kind of sad. And we, we listen to it every single day. Yeah, it like started our morning every morning, like the whole AT pretty much. We would it's just like a five song album. So it was like First so if I, if I were to imagine what kind of music Frail Johnny would sing, it, it kind of it goes with the name, right? Is that is that what you're saying? Kind of, yeah. It's a little folky, little folksy yeah, type. Okay. Music. Right. Uh, yeah. It's it's yeah. very interesting. It's really yeah, good. It's actually, very highly recommend it. Yeah. yeah. Loved it. Yeah. Right. And we we actually stayed with him on the Appalachian Trail. They live in um, Asheville, North Carolina. So they like picked us up and we spent a weekend at their right, house. Right before Trail Jays, actually. A lot of help. They helped us out. Yeah, they did. Okay. Now I'm going to ask you both the question and I want you to pick your answer silently in your head before you reveal it. All right. Cause I want to compare your answers. I don't want you to be on the same page here. Got it. All right. So I know that you've listened to the podcast before you've listened to a number of episodes and I want to know who's your favorite guest, which one was your favorite episode. So think of that, think of that in your minds right now. All right. Pickles. What do you have? Ah, <sighs> I feel like now I feel like we haven't listened to as enough episodes. <laughs> wait, <laughs> I know. Wait, give me, give me a second. I'm trying to think of my favorite. That's a hard question. Uh, it kind of makes me feel like uh, I want to say the couple that I'm almost jealous of. <laughs> I want to be them. Um, take and talk. Take right? and talk. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're great. They are they're, so they're, cool. They're so smart too. I love the yeah. like their spreadsheet their and stuff. Data. Just the way they go at stuff. Yeah. So and their TikToks and reels are incredible. They make it look so easy, and it's really not. <laughs> they have a real talent, not only for social media but for for through hiking. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, they really do. Yeah. Yeah. And cool. they yeah. are they are really they they love the statistics. I mean, they, they crunch yeah. all the numbers. So they really make a science out of it. Yeah. <laughs> you and know? they do whatever good they way. want. It's, like, I think it's so cool how they did the what's it called the American. It's not um, called anything. They did the Pacific Northwest Trail, right? And, and then, then the they Great canoe. Divide Trail and canoed back on the Columbia River. Like Super we cool. could, we should do that someday. Like so cool. Okay. Freight yeah. train. How about you? Um, I, I really liked, um, Quadzilla episode. It's great. That was a good one. Um, I still really liked the, the one with our friend nugget. Um, that was, that was a good one just because like we knew her and that was kind of cool to yeah. <laughs> feel like exactly. we got to know her more in that than Kayla Caleb Kayla Bold, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she's awesome. Yeah, she's really she's cool. cool. We like her a lot. Yeah, you know, I've done a lot of interviews. I think this is like episode two, two thirty five, two forty. We're, we're in yeah. season five now, and so I've talked mm-hmm. to a lot of people. But there are some stories that still they really they stick out in my mind. There's some there's yeah. some moments, and you know one of, one of the moments with her that I remember very clearly is that she picked up a boyfriend on the trail and he was from Florida and he convinced her to go down and do some hiking in Florida. And they're hiking through a swamp and, you know, waist deep water. And Mm -hmm. he's saying, you know, don't worry about the alligators. They're not, they're not interested in people. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure about that statement. I remember, I remember (laughs) just listening to that and thinking, I I don't know. I don't don't know that I trust that. 
Yeah. Yeah, the Florida Trail, I don't I don't know. I, I don't think I want maybe, to. maybe someday, but it just doesn't <laughs> We have so many trails we want to do. That would just be a I feel like a just to check it off. <laughs> I feel like all the worst parts of the AT were when we were hiking through like a swamp. <laughs> so I don't know why I'd want to do that for a thousand miles. Yeah. But not, not I mean, a lot of good things cool. happen in swamps. Yeah, exactly. Especially for your feet. Yeah. <laughs> Freight train, what was the first episode you mentioned? The first guest? Uh, Quadzilla. Quadzilla. Yeah. Again, and I talked to a lot of people. I am not caught off guard too many times. When I asked him about where he was from in his childhood, that totally just blew me away. Mm. Blew me away. The fact that he yeah. was born in China and then got shipped over by his family to to escape, you know, what was going on over there all by himself to yeah. the American uh South. It was that's mm. crazy. That's a crazy story. Yeah, really. Yeah, that was crazy. One one other one I, I remember that was really good was that there was somebody uh, a couple episodes before, I think, that was he yo-yoed the PCT. Um, and he had some crazy story of him like sliding down this like icy pass, like a couple hundred feet. I can't remember what his uh what his trail name was. Um, but that was that was a good episode too. That guy, he was kind of he was he was in it for the suffering. He was <laughs> you know what I mean? He was he was just like doing it. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was, was that, was that uh, John probably. John Schwartz, maybe? Yeah, Schwartz? maybe, yeah. Yeah, I oh, think yeah. so. I'm remembering that. It was, too. Um yeah. I yeah. remember his picture that I posted of him holding up his his arm that was all yes, that's definitely it. Yeah, <laughs> broken. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Ouch. Oof. Okay, try to, try to avoid well, that. You know what? It's always a pleasure to talk to listeners out there. It's I'm, I'm glad that you guys are here. I'm glad that we connected on social media and 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 here we are talking to each other. It's fantastic. Yeah. You are familiar with the format of the show, so you know that towards the end of the episode. We have a segment called the Pro Tip Inside of the Week. I'm going to ask you to share some trail wisdom. And I love when I talk to couples because we get two for one. I get I get trail wisdom from each one of you. So be ready for that. Sounds good. Yeah. The Must Bring Gear Review. All right. Hey, another feature we've been doing this season is, season is the Must Bring Gear Review, sponsored by the Ultralight Backpacking Gear Company, Six Moon Designs. And here's how it works. If you were to let a stranger pack your bag with pretty much generic gear for a multi-day hike, what is the one specific piece of gear you would insist on being packed? And if you've got a particular brand for that specific piece of gear, even better. So freight, train, and pickles, what is your must-bring piece of gear out there? And I'll let you decide who goes first. Okay, because it'd be different if we were seeing our individual pieces of gear versus the ones we share. Uh, which we I do we share like yeah we share a lot of gear so and we love our sleeping pad and our tent and our filter water bag um but if we're going individually it's really i think i'm gonna have to say my darn tough socks but it's a t almost a tie between my hoka challengers um it's just what works for me um my my socks are actually like the regular day socks they're really thin and um I kind of I had hives on my feet throughout the trail and actually my entire body and I still don't know why <laughs> but I, um that was I had to actually get off the trail in Franklin because it was so bad I like painful to even stand up or, or just like laying down I like wanted to scratch my skin off and um it was yeah. really bad but uh 
I, I ended up getting a steroid shot, which helped my poison ivy I got on day two of the trail. And um, they just kind of like just came and went. And I, I really took to heart the advice that the guys at um outdoor 76 yeah outdoor 76 they um they were telling people you know no one quits because of blisters on your feet and i re re um imagined that in my mind as no one quits because they're they have hives and they're itchy like (laughs) (laughs) you just push through that yeah yeah we never really found out why no i feel like i might be allergic to my own flare up every now and then yeah yeah. Wouldn't that be something? Allergic to your own sweat. That'd be I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it might be. <laughs> I couldn't figure out if it was like detergent or something I was eating. It just, yeah, I couldn't relate it to anything. It just kind of happens. So that, you know, the taking care of my feet and letting them breathe through the, I, I did spend the first thousand miles in boots, but <laughs> uh, that was definitely a mistake. Uh, okay. I yeah. beat Tat. I beat Tat. Jeff Oliver. Uh, maybe you've seen his YouTube channel. He also gives the advice of never quit on a bad day. Yes, for sure. Quit on yeah. a bad day. Bad. You're gonna quit. Mm-hmm. Quit on your own terms. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, we never thought about quitting. Yeah, I would say just never quit. <laughs> nice. Nice. And that, uh, and pickles, that's a great, great choice because you want to take, start with your feet. The feet aren't happy. Nobody's happy. If you take care of your feet, you're going to go a long way on the trail. So that's, that's a great must bring piece of gear, those darn tough socks or even, even the Hocus. So yes. freight train, how about you? Well, it's interesting. You broke it up by our shared gear versus our personal gear. Cause I was going to say our, uh, we use a double wide sleeping pad, like an inflatable. It's an X ped two-person sleeping pad which is probably my favorite piece of gear because it's uh it's like sleeping on a cloud i love that thing yeah um we had on the at we actually the only one we could get a hold of was a winter version so it was like a little bit heavier but a little more durable like we never once popped a leak in it like the entire at or anything um and it just served us so well love that thing it's yeah we actually still sleep on every now and then like when we'll go over people's houses and stuff and like it's it's like better than an air mattress mm-hmm. <laughs> i love it taking a I double can. wide on the trail with you that's very hiker trashery so yeah yeah <laughs> it's, it's great because i mean it weighs less than two like thermarest you know neolites or whatever so it's a little little weight savings i'd say we did we did switch to the three season instead of the four season. Yeah. Yeah. We got a, we got a new one. Actually they have amazing customer service too. I used it the whole AT and then the, um, like the seams in between two of the air compartments kind of got a hole in between them. Um, and they like just sent us, they actually discontinued that model. So they sent us like the newest version, just totally free and stuff. So yeah, they're, they're great. Yeah. They're great. a Swiss nice. company. They're really good. Throughout the, throughout the company name one more time. Xped. Xped. There you go. Yeah. I have their uh, sleeping pillow too, which is what I would say if it was for my personal gear, because the importance of good sleep is like huge out there. So, yeah. Well, hey, let's keep on talking about gear. It's the hiking pole. With the hiking pole. Now, this is pole, P-O-L-L, like a survey, not uh, not like (laughs) the kind of thing you carry in your hand. Mm -hmm. I always like to explain that because I think it's very clever. 
And I, <laughs> and I, I think I came up with that. Although somebody has pointed out to me that it's also now a regular feature in, I don't know if it's outside magazine or backpacker magazine, but you know, I think they copied from me. Copied oh, it, yeah. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> I should have trademarked it. Yeah. yeah. And so what we do with the hiking poll is it's a seven question survey. Each of you is going to have a chance to answer both questions. We'll go through these pretty quickly. And it's going to help me give you a score on the sanity scale from one to a hundred, one being completely insane, 100 being completely sane. Anybody, as you know, who has done a, a, a long trail, uh, like the AT, it's an automatic 25 point deduction. Your highest possible score right off the bat is 75. All right. All right. Did did you deduct that even more? Was it did it used to be twenty points off, and now it's twenty five? <laughs> Could be. It's an evolving <laughs> podcast. The host the host kind of gets confused sometimes, and you know, changes oh, no. just the way it goes. <laughs> I think it's yeah. It should be thirty points off. I was just gonna say thirty for you guys. It's thirty because you pointed that out, Pickles. It's thirty. <laughs> yeah. Now, Pickles, how how would you score freight train on the sanity hmm. scale? Okay, it, that's like it's uh, maybe 50. 50, right he's, in the middle. He is one of the most happy-go-lucky hikers that it's insane. Like he makes people upset because he is enjoying himself when everyone oh. is miserable. <laughs> like we're hiking through hailstorms or climbing like incredibly steep and rocky trails and he is having a blast. Yeah. And everyone well, of else, course, of course, he is. He's putting he's putting uh, hiking poles into the back of your heel. He's barely over. <laughs> I mean, what's not to enjoy there? Nothing's yeah. going to stop me. You know, that's right. And, that's right. Yeah, yeah. It's, I think that's and, an insane thing, the insanity level. Okay. Yeah. And freight train. How about pickles? Where would you score her? Number one, uh, one is completely insane. Seventy well, is, is I wouldn't go that as insane as she can get. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would. I would say you're probably. 55 oh you're pretty insane but a little more insane than i am she kind of she, you know brings me back to reality sometimes i'll be like let's go hike up to the top of that peak right now and she has to you know remind me that there's a thunderstorm coming it's a horrible <laughs> idea and we could die so <laughs> now, i'm enjoying this dynamic between the two of you because we kind of get some insight into your relationship she yeah. gives you a 50 you come back with a 55 you know you're a little <laughs> yeah. nicer to her that's so yeah. very cute. <laughs> All right. So here we go. Seven questions. Uh, we'll take turns with who goes first. So in this this particular one, the first one, we're going to go first with freight train, trekking poles or no trekking poles? Trekking poles. Absolutely. I actually, I never used trekking poles before the Appalachian Trail, but just researching the Appalachian Trail and everyone said that they were so helpful. I was like, okay, I'll do it. And they really are like by the end of the trail, it was like, I was walking on four legs practically. There was like, a, they were like a part of extension of my arms, you know? Um, and now I definitely, I wouldn't hike without them. They're, they're great. They've saved me so many times from falling. <laughs> yeah. Like so many times. <laughs> and I can take it to the heel a couple times for that. <laughs> it's worth it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You gotta watch out when I when I have definitely <laughs> watch out. He's dangerous. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Right. Yeah. Pickles, how about you? Oh yeah, and specifically, um, hiker hunger trekking poles. They they're an awesome brand. I learned about on the Appalachian Trail, um, and I definitely recommend them to anyone. They're very affordable, very durable, and they're a really awesome um, couple that 
owns the brand with a really cute dog and <laughs> they have amazing customer service. Is that their Instagram handle handle too? Hiker Hunger? Yeah, mm -hmm. Hiker Hunger. Yeah, I see a lot of their stuff pop up. They're, that's good Ooh. stuff. Friends wearing they're right. their oh, yeah, shirt, actually. Shirt on yeah. Hiker Hunger. Nice. Sorry, yeah. I mean freight train. I don't want yeah. Yeah. Who's Brian? <laughs> yeah. Who's Brian? <laughs> All right, Pickles. Second question. Boots or trail runners? What's on your feet? Uh, I actually have my hokas on right now. Um, and definitely trail runners. I learned the hard way, I guess, after a thousand miles, I learned that boots are like bricks on your feet. They're heavier. They're clunkier. They just like, I figured, oh, I'm just like kind of clumsy because I slam my feet into rocks so often. But then I switched to trekking shoes and I was jumping around on top of those rocks. Like it was such a huge difference. So you started out on boots, huh? Yeah. Okay. Oboes. Point deduction here. Okay. <laughs> right, train. How about you? Uh, yeah, definitely trail runners. Um, I switched to trail runners, hundred miles in outdoor seventy six, um, and I was wearing like they weren't really boots before. They were like Solomon's kind of. They were like mid. They were like half boot type things. But yeah, definitely trail runners. I feel like a lot of people think that they need all that extra protection because their their feet are always kicking rocks and stuff. And then they don't realize that you switch to trail runners and you're just not kicking rocks like that anymore because your feet are <laughs> more yeah. agile. You know, you don't need the protection as much. It's kind of a day hiker versus a through hiker type thing, I feel like, or a weekend hiker. <laughs> you learn a lot as a through hiker. Absolutely. Now, this next question you can answer together because I, I assume it applies to both of you. Um, when it comes to your shelter system, tent, tarp, hammock, bivy, or cowboy camping? Tent. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah, we have a um, Z Pax triplex, mm -hmm. and it's uh, like our palace. We love it. Yeah. Yeah. Which we we would love to get into hammock camping. We've yeah. definitely we thought about thought, it. thought about that. Um, we've also thought about cowboy camping. We were in Joshua Tree this past weekend, and it was beautiful, but cold. So we were in our tent. <laughs> yeah. Who yeah, carries we, we, Who carries the tent? I carry the tent. I carry the sleeping pad though. Okay. Yes. How much is how much does the tent weigh? Uh, I think it's like two pounds without the stakes. So maybe yeah. like two pounds, eight ounces or something. And how much does the sleeping pad weigh? Pretty close, probably like two pounds, two oh, ounces. Really? Uh, yeah. Okay. Because Pretty it's even. double wide. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a double wide pad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And my sleeping pad, we actually are sleeping bags zip together. They're Nemos and um mm. Mine is way bigger than his because I'm a woman and <laughs> I need more down to keep me warm. And um, yeah, so, it's kind of surprising. Yeah, the woman's 15 degree bag is like way. six ounces or eight ounces more than the men's bag. Just has more insulation, I guess. Yeah, it takes up like my whole backpack. So crazy. I carry our pad. It's huge compared to mine. That, that, that is counterintuitive. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I love yeah. it. Honestly, it might be my favorite piece of gear because it's so puffy and it was so hard to get out of. Um, mm -hmm. I loved it so much. Yeah. Yeah. We we looked into actually, we thought about doing a double wide sleeping bag, mm -hmm. um, but we kind of, we wanted to be able to zip them up. So we got the um, Nemo 
we're getting uh, ahead of ourselves. You're, you're oh, yeah. Was, that's what, right. We, are, we already answered question four. We're moving <laughs> yeah, right. right along. Question moving four, right. sleeping bag or quilt. You guys have answered that. And I'll have you know that, you know, I, I wrote down three words that I'm trying to work into the podcast for this episode and counterintuitive. I've already used one of them. So we're, we're ahead of the game. Nailed it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Nailed it. And I used it. I used it in, in the correct context too. So it's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Question five. Uh, when it comes to food, stove. Cold soak or stoveless pickles? Your turn. Um, definitely stove, but he's carrying it and he's cook- <laughs> he's cooking all of it too. <laughs> yeah. That's the best way to go, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> you get all the benefit and none of the drawback. That's awesome. Yeah, yep. <laughs> yeah. He carries most of our food. I carry I carry some snacks. My, I have to carry my pickles most of the time. <laughs> yeah, she still carries pickles, not in a glass jar anymore. No, no. Um, they do make pickles in a bag. Yeah. <laughs> if you if you carry a glass jar of pickles, that's an automatic ten point deduction, even though it didn't. Well, that's, well, that's how, that's how, how I got my name. trail she name. She had a glass. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I carried it for until Neil's gap for the first four days. So, yeah, I, I was planning to put it into a Ziploc, but that, that just seemed like a bad idea, too. So that would have been bad. It comes with a handy dandy carrying case with this glass jar, right? So, <laughs> exactly. yeah, who needs? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Right. But we, we're chefs on the trip. I mean, he is. We, yeah. Yeah, we I would love our dinners. Um, love the stove. We tried, we did a backpacking trip in uh, Mineral King Sequoia last year where we, we tried to do no stove and I mean, I think we pretty much just ate our lunches. Like we do like kind of like a tortilla wrap with like cheese and pepperoni and stuff. And we had that for lunch and for dinner and we just got sick of it. It was just like too much of the same thing. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I would cold soak, but. We just got an Excalibur actually after listening to take and talk on your podcast. Uh, dehydrator. Yeah. yeah. We're, yeah. We're trying to get into making our own dehydrated meals. Now, Freight Train, Pickles has set you up. She said that you are quite the chef. So I, I want to hear about your cooking prowess out there. That's the other <laughs> word. That's the second word, prowess. Oh, no. your cooking <laughs> prowess out on the trail. I mean, what, what is your specialty out there? And if you tell me ramen, I'm going to be sorely disappointed. So she's put you on a high oh, pedestal. It's here. not ramen. It no. Probably mac and cheese is like our, our big one. And not just mac and cheese, but we would also do a lot of times like rotini pasta with um the nor sauce packet pesto it's just like a little powdered pesto thing you mix it with a little water and i put that in with the um a, a couple salmon packets i always carried a little bit of olive oil and i also carried a little ziplog of parmesan cheese not a little a lot basically yeah every a time lot. we would resupply i would be like all right i only need like half this parmesan cheese but i just I just couldn't bring myself to throw out the other half. So I would always hike out with like a full that was, container of Parmesan <laughs> that cheese. That's his luxury item. Yeah. It's a bag of zip of uh, Parmesan, Parmesan cheese. cheese. I guess. Yeah. Well, if you're bringing the olive oil and the Parmesan cheese, okay. I'm, it's I'm good. impressed. It's, good job. Yeah, it's really good. And then couscous. We would do most of probably like two thirds of our meals were couscous because you only need a cup of water boils up in like three minutes and it's like ready to eat super quick. And like a thing of uncooked pasta weighs like twice as much as a thing of uncooked couscous, but they kind of fill you up about the same. So couscous is. Why do you think you have to say it twice? Couscous. Could it be couscous square? (laughs) I I like to say couscous couscous, like adding the third couscous couscous. (laughs) It's It's just fun. Fun to say. 
Yes, uh, exactly. Yeah. It is. <laughs> okay. Uh, freight train. How about uh, this question? Life is better above or below the tree line? Definitely above. I would. I would definitely live life above the tree line. It's the best. I feel like it comes off as such a like half glass empty type of answer when you say below the tree line, but it's safer, it's warmer, and it's beautiful in its own way under the tree line, you know, and it's closer to town. Um, <laughs> I would just, yeah, he, I ha- he is always so amped to try to sleep on the top of the peaks. And I'm like, but it's going to be windy and exposed and we kind of even each other out. I feel like sometimes I, I'm just like not feeling it. And other times I'll be like, okay, let's go do it. Like, let's hope it doesn't storm up there, but um, it's usually great. Yeah. It's usually great. I guess. Again, I just, uh, again we're getting, we're getting key insights into your relationship. <laughs> I mean, freight train is charging full speed ahead and yes, exactly. saying, Hey, Hey, don't forget. Think about yeah. this. Are you sure you want to do that? So, yeah. yeah all right last question last question on the poll what's more important pack weight or luxury items what was your base weight me first um so um, my i actually don't know exactly what my base weight was but i weighed myself like with my full pack with like four or five days of food all fully loaded and it was like 38 pounds or something like that so i would say my base weight was probably in the 25 to 30 area so a little little on the heavy side yeah sure. we're, we definitely like our luxury items um a lot of food and yeah our luxury item is food <laughs> you, just, <laughs> you just carry the extra food i carry a lot of layers too they say you pack your fears and we're definitely we got better at that yeah uh, i don't know we were like in new hampshire like how is our how has our pack weight not changed we've lost so many random i we brought a cribbage board and a deck of cards and a um, a ki- we brought some the- crazy stuff when we first set out because we didn't know that you know we thought maybe we'd get bored but we had no time to be bored you know or just yeah. eat and go to Thomas- sleep in the night <laughs> thomas thomas also known as pomelo uh, he, uh, atypical french guy that's the uh, episode came out uh, just a, a couple weeks mm-hmm. a week ago maybe um, he brought a charcuterie board because he's French, wow. you know, and so oh, yeah. you know, need something to cut on, you know, the charcuterie board. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, wow. Also, if you're packing your fears, freight train, you must be scared of Parmesan cheese because that, that, that sounds like your luxury <laughs> item right there, buddy. No, I'm scared. I'm scared of not having enough Parmesan cheese. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> always got to. I'm always strapped with that parm. Yeah. Parm. And I would well, I know that. Makeup. Go ahead. Go ahead. Like, um, I was afraid of getting like. I have a sensitive nose, like to smells and things, you know, sharing a tent with him. I was a little worried. So I packed some like essential oils and I had a tiny little makeup thing when I was in town, I would just like throw it on. And yeah, we're definitely more of a, I mean, on the AT, we were more of a luxury item. We we hope to become ultralight packers someday, maybe. It's always the goal, but <laughs> my, my mantra is to like get, really light gear so that you can carry more fun stuff that <laughs> makes you happy <laughs> you know yeah now pickles did you did 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 freight trains natural scent did it just get to be too much sometimes or, or you didn't notice after a while 
Yeah, no, I got used to it. Surprisingly, I got used to all the smells around me that, you know, it's so true. You can smell like laundry detergent on the day hikers once you're out there long enough from miles away. They smell so good. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I remember in the Smoky Mountains, I feel like is when I first started noticing it. And that was their first time going like seven days without going into town. And I was about to like ask for someone, someone's soda that they were just in their hand. I was like, can I just have that? <laughs> I was feeling feral. Nice. Now I know the two of you are on the edge of your seats wanting to know what your scores are. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Put your, I got to put your answers through the John freaking your pod algorithm. Got to do some math. Okay. So just bear with me. I got to carry the three and divide by root three and then multiply by pi. And we're going to adjust for a, a windshield temperature of 108, negative 108 on top of Mount <laughs> Washington that happened oh, yeah. this, uh, this last week or so. Mm-hmm. And I come up with a, a couple of surprising scores here. I mean, I would assume that that freight train with his charging ahead, recklessness, happy go lucky attitude would score lower on the sanity scale but uh, lo and behold freight train you've got a 57 all right yeah. and uh pickles i'm sorry to say that some of your answers kind of threw me for <laughs> for a loop a little bit here and and you scored a 46 wow Oof. oh wow i'm proud of that score so low <laughs> nice. Never heard a lower one no, on your pod. No one's ever called me the sane one before out of the two of us. So it's uh <laughs> wow, that's great. Honestly, I get you you think I'm insane when I start growling and roaring on the trail. <laughs> She's a very vocal, like <laughs> yeah, when we're doing the climbs and stuff. Yeah, I like to just let it out, you know. Why hold that in? And so I get kind of uh I just start growling and roaring and brian's like after a few minutes he's like are you okay and i'm like oh yeah i'm fine <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's pretty funny it's hilarious actually <laughs> <laughs> all right hey next segment we're going to get into some stories from the trail we'll hear about some some growls and some roars and some other stuff we're going to take a quick break and uh, when we come back we're going to hear about uh, where you grew up and how you ended up where you are and how you got involved in through hiking and we're going to hear about some of your adventures so stay tuned We'll be right back. From the backcountry to the backyard, we believe everyone deserves the highest level of protection. Since 1984, Sawyer Products offers the best, most technologically advanced solutions for protection against sun, bugs, and water using time-released liposome technology topical insect repellents, and new standards in water filtration. And with every Sawyer product you buy, you are helping to provide clean water through 140 charities in 80 countries with their long-lasting water filters. Every Sawyer product you buy is an investment in our common humanity. Choose Sawyer and keep the adventure going, knowing that their products have been tested and chosen by those who count on serious protection on the trail all day long. Six Moon Designs has been innovating ultralight backpacking gear for the past 20 years. With a wide range of products ranging from ultralight shelters to backpacks and accessories like their extensive line of trekking umbrellas, Six Moon Designs is sure to have a great piece of gear for your needs. 
with the company philosophy being that gear should aid one's experience, not define it. Six Moon Designs thinks the more time people spend outside the natural world, the better off this world will be. And remember, go wild, live young. This episode is sponsored by Jolly Gear. Are you tired of compromising between the ventilation of a button-down and the full protection of a sun hoodie? With the Triple Crown button-down, you can have the best of both. Plus, their fun standout patterns will have you the talk of the trail. Visit them at jollygear.com. Thru-hiker owned, Jolly Gear, where fun meets functional. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere, and even earn money, all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer, so no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then, you can distribute your podcast to Spotify, and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I feel like my creativity has raised to another level. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com backslash podcasters to get started. And welcome back. We are talking to Freight Train and Pickles, or as indicated on the screen, Pickles and Freight Train, uh, about their <laughs> experiences out in the in the woods. Um, where did where did you two grow up, and how did you how did you get involved in through hiking? Uh, so we we both grew up in Millis, Massachusetts, same town. Um, I. Start, I got into hiking and backpacking pretty young. Like, in, I was in the Boy Scouts. Um, we did a backpacking trip up in the White Mountains. We did um, the Franconia Ridge, like Labor Day 2011 or something like that. I'll never forget it. And I was just immediately so hooked on like backpacking and the White Mountains in general. Um, and from there, we we would be bagging peaks and stuff, or I would, this was before we were together. I was probably 15 or 16. Um, and on one trip, we were doing a 50 mile trip from Mount Washington all the way out over the bonds. Um, and we met somebody who was a through hiker, this like the most classic through hiker character you could imagine. He was like in his sixties, huge beard. He was wearing a kilt. He was like super eccentric guy. Um, and he just told us he was hiking there all the way from Georgia and he'd been going for five months and, you know, just jaw on the floor. I was, we all, me and all my friends were like, what? Like, that's crazy. And pretty much ever since then I've known I wanted to do it. Um, but I don't know, never, never as like, I'm going to do it just like, Oh, that'd be cool. Like, Oh, that's a cool thing that exists. Um, yeah. And then it wasn't until we were together that we started talking about it more. Right. Yeah. Um, I can't really remember when I first found out about the Appalachian trail. Um, I feel like just living in new England, it was just, uh, you know, something we knew about. Um, uh, but I, I came, I come from a pretty 
um, athletic family. My mom's a personal trainer and group fitness instructor. And I've, I've grown up pushing myself and, um, you know, physically. So we, we, I mean, he is the one who showed me backpacking though. He brought me on my first backpacking trip. It was like an insanely (laughs) big trip for my first, it was like 18 (laughs) miles on the first day and 12 the second day. Yeah. In the the white mountains. Yeah. Up (laughs) over Z cliff. I, he was a trooper. It was really (laughs) hard, but I had a ton of fun. Um, but he you did must have, it. or you, you wouldn't be with him anymore. I mean, yeah. that yeah. right there could be a deal breaker. Was that could have been. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I got like sick after, like I put everything <laughs> into that hike. I was delirious going up yeah. the Z cliff and we had huge, you know, how do you, how does someone have such a huge backpack for a weekend trip? You know, you pack your like big sweatshirts and like, I, it's funny because yeah. I thought I needed boots back then, but I was in sneakers cause I didn't even have boots and who knows? Maybe that helped, but, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, he, uh, he definitely were, quickly you, brought me into the backpacking. Yeah. Life. And, she, and you, she got, she got hooked pretty quick too. She loved it, you know, like, cause pushing yourself is something you enjoy. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? That's just kind of part of your, who you are as a person. So it just kind of came really naturally to you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So then it just became like, we would do the white mountains hikes. We we went to, uh, we were in, we met in high school together and we started dating like my senior year. Um, and then we both went to different colleges, but we stayed together and we would, um, take trips up to the white mountains every now and then to go bag peaks. Like we were slowly working on getting the 48, 4,000 footers, mm-hmm. which we never finished. We actually have, I think I have like 44 and she has 43. We tried to finish right before the Appalachian trail, but we just couldn't yeah. get to isolation. Well, un- unfinished business. I mean, that, that gives you something back to, uh, to shoot for. Now, oh, yeah. Freight Train, you mentioned your senior year. You started dating in your senior year. That leads me to believe that either she's older or younger than you. She, I'm, um... She's actually a grade below me, but she's a month older than me. Yeah, I stayed oh, back wow. in second grade with mm-hmm. my twin sister because we were we were little, a little underdeveloped. Um, but... He was actually homeschooled until his sophomore year of high school. And so we went to a really small high school, like 400 kids in the whole building, same building as the middle school. Like we shared the same cafeteria with the middle school. Like it was a very small school. We love Millis um, public schools. We love them and they love us actually. They followed our whole trail and, um, they like made us posters when we got back. I'll have to send you some pictures of their little freight train and pickles drawings because it's hilarious. Yeah, it was, they it was awesome. are so creative. And they made us a video of saying like, "You guys can do it." And anyway, I'm getting off track, but um, <laughs> yeah, now, we- freight freight train and pickles. I have to ask the question. Um, I have a great story about when I met my wife in high school. And I sat down next to her, like the, the first day of school, I sat down next to her in a biology mm-hmm. class. There's an open seat. And I could see out of the corner of my eye, she was looking at me and she said, excuse me. And I thought, oh, here we go. This is this is it. And she said, can you please move? I was saving the seat <laughs> for my friend. So I moved, to the, I moved to the back row and then didn't talk to her. We didn't talk again until like 11th grade. So, wow. <laughs> But that, those are her first words ever to me. Can yeah. you please move? So, I, I want to hear about the story, how you two, you know, first, yeah. first met in high school. 
Yeah. Mm, well, know. you know, my he was he was fresh meat coming in to a school where we all know each other's middle names and favorite colors. So when all my friends were like, oh, have you seen this Brian? Like he seems <laughs> cute. You know, the new kid. I was like, oh, yeah, he is kind of cute. And um, it was in our TV class, actually, that um, we we paired up on a few mm-hmm. vi- projects and it was kind of a immediate spark. We pretty yep, much started, started making videos together. It started. Well, it was just an excuse to start being together. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't get a lot of videos done. <laughs> now, Pickles, if you had told that story, if someone had asked you that story early on on the AT and you told that story, Brian could have ended up with the, the trail name of Fresh Meat. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah that's a yeah. good one he was yeah. <laughs> yeah he was this smiley homeschooled kid who wanted to make all the friends he had no problem making friends though he no not at all was he was he a little bit awkward because he just had no social social skills from being homeschooled all those years in, yeah, in the best way yeah, yeah. I, was, I went to private school when i was younger and then i was homeschooled for a while and then so i've been in all the types of schools okay. so i had a bit of a you're, yeah, you're, kind of, you're a connoisseur a connoisseur yeah, yeah he, exactly yeah yeah he's smart <laughs> but yeah now pickles are you do you have an identical twin sister um you know we don't know for sure we i always feel awkward answering that because we don't know if we're identical or fraternal we haven't been tested we want we want to take the test but um fraternal twins runs in my on my mom's side of the family Mm -hmm. so we're probably fraternal we do have some differences for sure they look enough alike but different enough that it's like Okay, that would be that was gonna, but that was gonna be my question. Yeah, I yeah, was gonna like raise it for the layman here. I didn't mean to get into a whole genetics discussion. Yeah. <laughs> do you look, look alike? That was that yeah. was my thing. Yeah, we do. They do look alike, but um, you wouldn't probably get them confused. Our voices, you could can get confused. They, they, our voices sound yeah. the same. She, um, her name's April, and she helped us out so much on the Appalachian Trail. She was such a trail angel. She drove all the way up like brought us all the way to Shaw's hiker hostel like and yeah the, she slack packed us for like four days straight in Maine we in like the have, middle of nowhere it was awesome yeah we wouldn't have made it to Katahdin in time it closed three days after we summited October 16th mm-hmm. um so yeah she helped us out a ton she was like slack packing us and then she'd sleep in the three-person tent with us <laughs> and then like slack back again yeah now, pickles pickles you can tell the truth now did did april ever do a section of a hike pretending to be you that what that's how you maintain your, <laughs> your freshness wow. and your strength you know i always get the question have we ever swapped before but never as a through hiker um, like even better than slack packing it's yeah like twin packing or something it's like um, slack no. twinning nope no she didn't <laughs> would that be the appropriate term slack twinning yeah or uh... yeah, i think that's good Slack playing. Maybe we'll get her on the next one. Slack swapping. I don't know if she would be able to put up with me hitting her feet with the trekking poles, though. <laughs> now wait a second, Pickles. Is this really you, or or is this April after the after the break? Did you guys swap out? Oh yeah, we, yeah, we did actually. You can't really tell. Brian, um, I I be I would be paranoid. I would, I would be paranoid. Is, is this is this? My, are you are you two married? Or are you boyfriend and girlfriend? Boyfriend or girlfriend. Yeah. Boyfriend or girlfriend. So I, 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 be, I be constantly like, are they pulling a fast foot on me? Is this, is this really <laughs> Kiki? Is, it, is this Pickles tell, or is this, is this the other one? <laughs> uh, yeah. Sometimes from behind, you can't really tell. 
Um, yeah, there's been times where you've both been standing next to me and I've like put my arm around the wrong one for sure. <laughs> for sure. It, it's happened. <laughs> yeah. It's just fun. And then, and then April will like, give me a look. She's like, you know, well, as I'm... long as we're, we're swapping stories, we were in a movie theater one time when we were at the snack counter, my, my wife and I, and uh, this is early. We may, we, this may have been before we were married, we went to a movie theater and uh, I'm at the counter. I'm buying, buying the popcorn and the candy and the drinks and all that. And she comes up and she she's looking at something. I don't know what she's looking at, but she sidles up alongside what she thinks is me, but it's not me. It's some other guy. And she like kind of like rubs up against him and puts, oh, no. puts, her, puts her arm around him. And then she looks up and she sees it's, it's not me. And he's looking at her like, what's going on here? <laughs> she turned like bright red. So oh, I, I can appreciate the confusion. That's good. Yeah, uh, for sure. It's an embarrassing moment. <laughs> no moment of realization. Like, yeah. yeah. And it's on, on the opposite side, it's like, I feel like um, it's also embarrassing. I've, I've led my, my, my sister's boyfriend's, you know, when I pick up her phone and I'm like, hi, I'm like same voice. So you don't know. And then, you know, once the conversation gets to a certain point, I'm like, oh, oh it's me. It's not, it's not April. It's- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> yeah. But freight, tra- freight train, I would always, if I were you, I'd set up a code word. So you, you always know, you know yeah. who you're talking to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we, we had kind of All code right. sound. Hey, now the two of you have a a lot of different experiences, outdoor experiences that I would love to talk to you about, but I don't think we're gonna have enough time tonight. So if I can, I would like to save the AT and the whites and van life and national parks. Let's save that for a a second episode. I I can guarantee you come back on. Uh, We'll set up a code word when we're done here to make sure I get, I get uh, Kiki and not not April, but uh, (laughs) Um, what Sounds I'd like good. to spend some time talking about is some of our, our common trips, the, the trips that we have in common with each other. I'd love mm-hmm. to talk about the Trans Catalina Trail. I want to hear about your experience on Mineral King. And let's talk about uh, your your hike of the Tahoe Rim Trail. All right. Yeah. yeah. All right. What do you yeah, think? So, is that okay? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Great. Can I get a commitment fun. from you right now to come on for a second episode? You would, you yes. would love to. Okay, good. Definitely. Good. All right, so let's talk about Trans Catalina Trail. How did you hear about the trail, and when when did you do it? Um, so almost exactly a year ago for Valentine's Day. Um, as soon as we moved to LA, we had barely found our groundings here, and it was so important to Brian that he get a hike in before he started his job. Like yeah. within like a day after we finished that the Catalina trail. Yeah. So like coming, coming back from a through hike, it's, you know, it's, I think the hardest part is kind of readjusting to life and stuff. And you're so used to being outside and um, you know, like we, when we left for the AT, we moved out of our, where we were living and we both quit our jobs. So we didn't really have anywhere to go to. So we were kind of couch hopping and road tripping and stuff and looking for work, applying to jobs. It was just like such a whirlwind. And um, so I finally, we finally found an apartment and we finally, I got a job and I had like a date I was supposed to start. And I just wanted to like do a backpacking trip. Like just, I just had to get out and like do another couple. We both really did, I feel like. So, um, and that was like, you know, I was just looking up like good backpacking trips near LA because we were out here and Catalina Island looked awesome. You know, it was like, I, they had a far out guide map of it, which was great. Cause I was already used to using that. And, um, yeah, I was instantly just super on board. It looked, looked, it looked awesome. And it was awesome. <laughs> and it was a great way 
to say we were through hikers that year, you know, a four day through hike. We were still through hikers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, really. That's we right. Through hikes, still, through hikes come in all shapes and sizes. And what a uh, unique little through hike experience on an right. island off the coast of oh, Southern California. For real. So beautiful. You can see the ocean from almost every single view. There's bison. And it was kind of our first experience hiking in a desert environment. It was. As soon as we or set, out west at all. Yeah. As soon as we like took a step onto the trail, I was like, I mean, I had already been used to snakes around, but suddenly I was more afraid of snakes yeah. in the desert. <laughs> and we were just so used to like the green tunnel. Like we just had never really hiked in like an exposed environment where it was just pretty open just like small brush around um so it was it was pretty wild for us it was a pretty foreign experience um yeah but so cool the trail was like just beautiful and the the campsites were awesome so we did it in um four days three nights so we we took the ferry early and then we hiked to blackjack the first day yeah. Um, and along those lines for our listeners out there who may not be familiar with hiking the trans Catalina trail, they only have a handful of, of campgrounds on, on the Island. And so you have to book them in advance per night, right? Yeah. It's, I'm going to spend this night at this campground, campground this night at this campground, etc. And so uh, blackjack is, you know, I've done the same thing. I've, I've, you know, four days, three nights and blackjack is, is the first campground to, to sleep in. That's what, 12, 12 miles in. 12, 13 miles in? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, 12, yeah. 12 14 miles. Um, yeah, and it's it's pretty big climb too. That first day, you're really just going up all the way from the from Avalon. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, it was it was beautiful. I really I liked blackjack, but I feel like the other campsites are even better. <laughs> it was cool being up there, but I think our favorite campsite was uh, the following night. We stayed at Shark Harbor. Um, that was so beautiful. Yeah. Really cool. To camp on the beach like that. So amazing. And that actually, that was Valentine's Day that we got to Shark Harbor. So we had like some red wine that we had been carrying and, you know, like we, we kind of pickles uh, and yeah. <laughs> we, there were pickles, pickles were eaten I for think sure. You might've surprised me with some pickles. Yeah. I, I carried some pickles that you didn't know about <laughs> surprise pickles <laughs> Um, Freight um, trans just a romantic at heart. Exactly. Yeah. 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 He is. I carry things. That's like part my, of the freight train. Our love language, carrying <laughs> things for each other. <laughs> it is. Now, yeah. in between, in between Blackjack and I think it's Little Harbor. Little Harbor has has on the other side of the the rock, the whale's tail. There is is Shark Harbor, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 So mm -hmm. in between, in between Blackjack and Little Harbor, there's another experience you you get to take part in. Did you eat breakfast at? Oh yeah, at the airport. airport. Oh yeah. Yes, yeah, we totally did. Yeah, yeah we, we had a nice lunch there. We are not ones to pass by a, a food, a dining opportunity no. off the trail. <laughs> Definitely we, not. We'll never skip it. So yeah, that was great. Oh yeah, yeah, that so was cool. Great. Yeah, we couldn't leave. We wanted to, you know, pack out some souvenirs, but we had to carry it for another two days. But <laughs> we didn't. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Catalina is akin to to hiking the Camino. In that you know, there's there's eating opportunities available almost every day. So yeah. that, that second day, I mean, you could eat the okay. first day in Avalon if you wanted, but the mm -hmm. second day, you, you can definitely eat at the airport. And then the third day after you hike out of uh, Little Harbor, you're going down into Two Harbors, which is a, yeah. a small small town, but does have yeah. uh, restaurants there. Yeah, we got a little microwave pizza at the at the store in Two Harbors. That was that was oh, nice. Yeah, that was nice. That was pretty clutch. Yeah. And then uh, then we hiked out 
Did you, when you've done it, have you hiked? Like I know, cause the last part is a loop and we, we hiked the road out to Parsons landing and then we hiked back following day over the peak. I know, I think like technically you're supposed to go the other way, yeah, but we went the, we, opposite, we went the way. opposite way. Yeah. So the first, I've done it three times. So the first mm. two times I did the road both ways. And the third okay. time I said, I've got it. I need to do the overland. I need to try that. Yeah. And so we, we did the overland uh, just this last summer. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty steep harbors. <laughs> we went from we went from two harbors overland to parsons landing and then took the road back and i you know i've got quite a story uh from that actual trip that i've been trying <laughs> oh, yeah. to get my hiking partners to come on the podcast and and tell that story with me because it is just an unbelievable <laughs> tale of uh covid and uh, separation between the people in our party and then one person disappearing the other person showing up and a hospital hospitalization oh, and then oh, no. trying to meet up and catch the ferry the next day <laughs> back to to san pedro it was it was chaos it was yeah. absolute madness and it all it all came together it was just a wild wild story that i i really can't do justice without without having it on to tell the, the, the well we'll have story. to listen to it when you get them on yeah, yeah that sounds crazy <laughs> yeah that that overland route there that was probably the the, the gnarliest part by far of the whole trail it was uh honestly one of the steepest inclines ever like we've ever hiked and it yeah. was a road it's yeah crazy. i'm trying to think of who had the better advantage you hiking out of Parsons Landing, go over, going overland, or me hiking, uh, I harbors going overland, and and they are both steep in in several places, both ways. Sure, yeah, I I mean I think it was steeper coming up from Parsons Landing. It's I, that seemed like the steepest part to me, and I definitely would have been much more scared going down that because because it's all just kind of like dirt, um, so you you kind of slip, you know, like if you're you know, walking up rocks and stuff, it's like kind of like steps. But if it's just a dirt road, like, I don't know, yeah. my, my feet kind of slipping out and stuff. It was, uh, yeah, <laughs> it was pretty I, intense. I did a freight train. I just charged ahead and <laughs> around and and watched uh, Jukebox and Camp Director come down, slipping and sliding and landing yeah. on their keister a couple of times. Yeah, it was it was dicey. Oh. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty intense. Yeah, almost mm-hmm. unbelievable. It was cool. But that view from like, I think, is that the highest peak on all of Catalina Island? I I think it might it be. Has to over- be. It has to be. Um, I, think it's high, I think it's higher than Blackjack. Yeah. Yeah, I think it is. Because, I mean, it seemed like it from the top looking around and seeing anything higher. Yeah. Uh, such a great view. And and honestly, it's we just love that now whenever we like go to the beach, we can just look out and see Catalina Island. And you have that, uh, you know, we hike that feeling. Yeah. It's always cool. <laughs> see it if it's not too hazy. And you can see yeah. the if myths. <laughs> if, if myths. <laughs> yeah, it's easy for you to say. <laughs> now, what yeah. was your what was your favorite stretch of that trail? um the bison encounters yes yes <laughs> i would um yeah a couple of bison encounters that were awesome but the coolest one i thought in my favorite stretch of trail was coming between um little harbor and two harbors that yes. little stretch when yes. you're like right along the you know, the far side of the island kind of and like right near the edge of those cliffs there you're going straight up you're going so straight cool. up and you got the edge right on your left on edge. literally just feet away from from where you're walking is just a sheer yeah. drop off and, and the views are just crazy oh so beautiful so so like yeah. as we were coming up that hill we saw like maybe a quarter mile away in the distance um 
what looked like a bush and we thought it was a bush. And as we got closer, I was like, is that, is that a, is that a bison? Like it it kind of had like a horn shape, but it wasn't moving at all. So we just kind of thought it was a bush, but as we We got closer, it definitely was a bison. And we had to walk like pretty close by it. And this, this bison was just sitting right on the edge of the cliff, just like looking out over the ocean. He was just chilling, just having a real nice morning. Yeah, and uh, it we, was just so cool. Just yeah. meditating there on the on yeah, the just edge. There. Yeah. I don't know what he was doing. He like just looking out. He was just the looking. Ocean. He was just staring out. And we could not tell it was a bison until we were like right, like right, yeah. near it. Even to this day, I, I'm I question if it was just a statue of <laughs> no. a bison because it was st- it was so st- no, it was real. No, it, it moved. It, <laughs> we definitely moved. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, it was it was really cool. That yeah. was definitely a memorable moment on the on the trail. Yeah best campsite um i think i liked shark harbor the most but um i think only because when we were at parsons landing it um it kind of rained on us a little bit and the wind was insane like our our tent came down on us a couple times throughout the night um and we didn't think we were even gonna set it up it was so windy and you know it was like his he sets up the tent too so (laughs) i do it all free train does everything (laughs) and so he was like trying to he's like wasn't sure if he was going to be able to set it up in the sand and the wind but once you had it up it it stayed up up. yeah it was had to get creative with the rocks and stuff because with the triplex you know it's a trek and pole tent you gotta stake it down you know poles uh now I love Parsons Landing, but this last trip, I took the camp director booked the whole trip, and mm. I, I said I told her that we need we need to get one of the sites at Little Harbor close to the beach, mm. and she was able to book the spot right at the beach. Oh yeah, and right there at the end of the grass. It was, it was oh, epic. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, totally awesome. Yeah, wow. I I like that that little like the harbor there is so cool with that big rock you can stand up and it, oh yeah. that was really cool. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think I like that harbor more okay now let's talk about let's move on to mineral king because that's another another one of my favorites i've done it twice it is tough it is so yeah. tough yeah it was tough. it's just like a three-day hike and you know 30, 30 something miles mm-hmm. but the there are two passes black rock pass and uh sawtooth okay. pass yeah and yeah did you go did you do the loop did you do it clockwise or counterclockwise we did clockwise so we finished on sawtooth yeah yeah so, so we started we going towards black rock yeah borrowed guides needs to come out up with a, <laughs> a trail map for that because we were just following this guy's journal oh yeah yeah i found some like trip report of i was trying to find like you know i downloaded some maps i like downloaded some trip reports from people where i could kind of read through and <laughs> we were following this one it was like the most detailed one i could find but got you know bless this this poor man got lost like eight times so his trip report was not the most helpful i, I would be like oh man like he's that's not the way to go <laughs> now let's yeah. talk let's talk about the drive to mineral king even before the trip starts oh, yeah. the drive to mineral king is absolutely crazy yeah, yeah. you're that's on insane. a windy road in the middle of nowhere it seems like for for mm-hmm. hours yeah, and, and I get pretty motion sickness yeah. like that was rough. easily so i had to keep stopping because that was so hard. Yeah, that was hard. <laughs> uh, we got through it though. Yep. And did you have to? Did you have to put a tarp at the underneath your car? Yeah, we we actually we we uh the only tarp that we could get was 
huge. We got this like giant tarp and um for my minivan. We did a full wrap. We like tied that <laughs> thing on the top with like a okay. bow. It was like our whole our whole car was yeah, <laughs> inside. And, and for our listeners out there who are thinking, why are they tarping their car? Yeah. Why why would you have to tarp your car at, at Mineral King? Marmots. Yeah, the marmots, they uh yeah, like to get in and they'll chew out your your wiring and stuff and yeah, yeah, I guess I, 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 guess hate, I hated them there. before I knew them. And then we saw a few and I was like, oh, they're so cute. Like, yeah. I hope they don't chew up our car, yeah. but they're adorable. We, for, we forgave them. We were like, even if they did chew up our car, they're so cute that it's okay. we forgive them in <laughs> advance for, for doing that. But they didn't. The car was fine. So yeah. the tarp worked. Yeah. But it was kind of funny pulling up to that trailhead and every single car was <laughs> wrapped up in a tarp. Right. Now, did you guys have any difficulty? There were a couple of very strenuous parts of that hike, you know, yeah. day one, day one heading up to like Pinto Lake was, oh my uh, God, yeah. my, my, my yeah. eyes were cramping up. It was quite, yeah. quite a haul. We yeah. camped, we camped up near there. I'm pretty sure. And we were struggling with the elevation, like, mm-hmm. yeah, sickness. We, you know, we crammed us into a, like a three day weekend or something like that. So we were, you know, drove up from puffing LA. Puffing. So that first day we were really feeling the elevation. Yeah. Our um, heads were just pounding. Yeah. I would say like overall, we probably slightly underestimated that whole, you know, the whole trail. It was like you said, it was, it was pretty hard. It was the going was slow. It was, uh, I feel like we got pretty confident on the, on the Catalina trail with how like, we're like, Oh, these West coast trails, they're not as hard as the AT. Like <laughs> we're flying out here. It's not so rocky. And then <laughs> we took it up to the, to the Sierras and we're like, okay, yeah, this is hard. <laughs> this is pretty gnarly. The mineral King loop. That's where chopper earned his trail name. Oh, cool. Oh yeah. He, he got altitude sickness uh, when we went over black rock pass. And- oh, really? He was there was no way to get him down without going over yeah. sawtooth or going back down over black rock. So they had to helicopter him out. Oh so my wow. god, wow. It was chopper. Scary. That's a great story for a trail name, though. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, but after what? he was choppered out, you know, we asked the ranger, he gave us a tip on where to stay that night. And so we we was at the uh I get these confused. Little lakes right over Black Rock. Is it the little little yeah. five lakes? Little five lakes, I think. Yeah. So yeah. there's a little five lakes ranger station there. He told us, you know, if you if you keep going, you're gonna turn the corner uh and get to the the next set of lakes, and there is a granite outcrop about 40 feet above the lake. You have to do a little extra climbing to get there, but you've got this great view of the lake, and in the background behind the lake is in the distance Mount Whitney. And oh, he wow. wasn't lying, it was a spectacular spot. Oh, that's cool. That's where he would go. So nice. Wow. Yeah, we'll have to. What was that lake that now. we loved so much? Um, um I don't remember. Um, um well, Sawtooth. Oh. Yeah, it was the one at the top by Sawtooth. Yeah. That was what's the name of the lake that's oh, up Columbine? By? Yeah, Columbine. Yes, Columbine. Oh, my we would have stayed there forever like, if we could have. Yeah, that's where yeah. you talk about life being better above the tree line. That's like I would live yeah. on Lake Columbine. <laughs> also on the top of Sawtooth, so we we have kind of become obsessed with echoes when you get to a spot where on top of sawtooth for example also saddlebacks in maine where you can you know scream something and it just travels so far and slaps you back in the face yeah it was so cool standing up at the top of that bowl and you you can just hear your voice just doing the like it like makes the whole loop around you know it's like 
So cool. Yeah. Now, do you remember, do you remember hiking up to Black Rock Pass and then off to your, I mean, as you're hiking up there, you're not, you're not quite yet to the pass, but off to the right down in that valley, you see a series of lakes feeding into each other. Like there's a lake, yes. here, a lake below it and mm-hmm. a lake, there's like a third lake down below that top lake. That's Columbine Lake. You know, oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're looking at where you're going to be the next, the next day and a half. Right. Yep. I didn't realize yeah. it at the time, cool. but I, I got that. I'm like, this is what I was looking at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I remember Yeah, seeing those lakes kind of cascading down. Oh, so beautiful. It was really cool. Mm-hmm. That was such a cool area. And we saw like so few people, like it was so kind of empty and, yeah. uh, yeah, it was it was such a great trip. Except for um the last part getting down to our car. Was, yeah. Um we had yeah. a, we had a pretty gnarly experience going going over Sawtooth because Yeah. Our uh, life my life flashed before my eyes. Like that I don't usually feel like hiking is that dangerous, but this was a very dangerous situation we got ourselves into. Yeah. Accidentally we lost the trail. Well, there is no trail. Cause you know, so you so you come up over like Sawtooth Pass and it's just kind of like a um, you know, what do they call it? Scree type rock, like all the way down. Um, and I, we, we were following the trail guide of the guy who was a little bit of a dubious source. Um, and so we kind of like, we hung left. We tried to kind of like cut across the, the mountain to go down a little bit instead of just going down straight, um, which seemed like a great idea at first. But then as we went down, we all of a sudden got to a place where it was like a sheer rock, like drop off. And um, with like gravel on top, though. So we were just like sliding around. We couldn't find our grip anywhere. And so we had to just like skate down this mountain that was just moving rocks and some like really big rocks. And I was like kind of panicking, but we just had to keep going because we had we had no idea. Like we thought we were close to the trail, but we realized we definitely weren't. Um, yeah, we went, we went the bad way. It was, we, there was one point where I was, I like crawled down in this little like crack between these two rocks and, and Pickles stepped down and she stepped onto this big rock, like a huge rock, bigger than either of us are. And the whole rock just came loose and just was sliding down towards me through the sand. And, and I, I thought it was going to like crash. I had to pretty much like jump out of the way and this rock like slid right by me. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. So, we but like, you know, we just took it really slow yeah. and like tried to keep our, keep our uh, body weight lower to the ground and keep three points of contact and calculate every single step Yeah, make sure you're real sure before you put your weight <laughs> on your next step and we would like get like kind of like towards a cliff and like look over the edge and we realize like oh man we gotta we gotta go left or right here because that's just down and yeah sheer it was so scary i felt so relieved when we got to the bottom and i was i was in such a panic getting down there that i was just like I mean, Brian was like very helpful and courageous. Like he cared so much that I was so almost beside myself because I was just like very upset at the situation we were in. Yeah. Um, but it only lasted like an hour. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we were okay. Yeah, you get over Sawtooth and you have to like skate down this pumice field and it, it there is no yeah. trail. I, I I looked hard for a trail. I've done it no, twice. No and I said the second time, I'm gonna find the trail. I know there's a trail there. I couldn't find the trail. 
no yeah. scramble. It's, it's yeah. dicey. Yeah. It's like good yeah. luck. Just scramble your way up or scramble your way down and don't go the cliff way. <laughs> so if you're going over Sawtooth, just even though it looks steep, just go straight down. Don't yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't hang left. Don't try to get creative. <laughs> now getting to Sawtooth, there's a little stretch there called the Lost Valley, which I thought was really cool as well. Yeah, yeah that part. Yeah, that was one of the most beautiful parts. Yeah, it kind of looks like your background. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. kind of a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that was that was awesome. We saw some really cool. That was like the the, that was the marmot zone. There was like so many little marmots in that area. Yeah. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about the Tahoe Rim Trail. So the Tahoe Rim Trail circumnavigates Lake Tahoe, of course. Uh, it's 173 miles. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, about like that. that yeah. Somewhere in that area. Mm-hmm. It goes through Desolation Wilderness. Oh, um, yeah. The southwest side of uh, the lake. Mm-hmm. And how long did it take you guys? Um, we did it in 12 days. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was, so we, we started on the, um, on the east side, basically that's like the dry side. There's like, um, pretty much you have to go like a full day with your water carries every day over there. And there's this one place at Spooner summit where you have to do like a two mile spur trail off to fill water. So we decided to start there so that we didn't so we could skip that spur to go to spooner lake and break up those that long yeah and and like just to break up so basically we'd have like a a really long water carry or two at the beginning of our trip and a really long day or two at the end of the trip instead of having like four or five days of long water carries Mm -hmm. that that was our thinking about it at least um yeah so we uh we went counterclockwise and we hiked from there over towards uh tahoe or yeah tahoe city which is the only that's like the only have, have you hiked the tahoe rim trail or any parts of it i i have set foot on the tahoe rim trail but yeah. that was uh during a trip with my wife and we just did a little hike so uh mm-hmm. that was that was by tahoe city yeah by tahoe city yeah yeah that's tahoe city was really cool that was that's a really really good part of the trail um but the crown jewel of the whole trail was by far definitely the desolation wilderness. It's uh, just like something else over there. It is so cool. Yeah. It's just like the glaciers like came through and just scraped away like all of the dirt. So it's just like bare planet. rock. Yeah. And uh just the hun- lake. Yeah, hundreds and hundreds of little lakes and alpine lakes. It was we amazing. spent one day in the desolation wilderness where we took an easy day of only 10 miles and stopped and jumped in every single lake we passed, which was like almost every mile. Yeah. It was about seven <laughs> lakes that we that we swam in and, and then we'd dry off, hike for 20 minutes and then <laughs> jump in again. And um, and then that night actually, um we had some of the most incredible stargazing experiences we've ever had. Um, we saw first we thought we were going crazy when we saw the that's the Starlink satellites just like going so many of them in the same speed, like <laughs> same line. It was crazy. Yeah, we thought we were tripping. Did you think out. it was an invasion. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we were like, what is that? <laughs> yeah. And then everyone and then, we told about, they're like, it's just the Starling satellites. We're like, oh, well, we thought we, saw, we thought we saw some unique phenomenon. Yeah. <laughs> but we did when we, so we laid out um, our sleeping pad out under the stars and just watched the, because it was a meteor shower. Um, yeah, it was the Perseid meteor shower was yeah. going on. So we were yeah. seeing all these shooting stars. And then we saw this one that we, it might have just, 
been our the way we remember it, but we swear we heard it. It was so close and it went from one end of the horizon to the other. And it was like the brightest, largest yeah, it was bright red too. Like and um, we, we thought we heard it go like and we're like <laughs> that might have just been our memory yeah. making that up. I feel like because it looked so cool that it almost sounded like that. Is there any 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 missing time uh around that story? I don't know. Maybe yeah. We weren't really paying attention to the time. You know? <laughs> we were just laying out at Fontanella's Lake, just we looking thought, at the stars for yeah. like hours. Chopper, could... Chopper has booked a, I think a 35, 37 mile uh, trip through desolation on that part of the Tahoe Rim Trail for mm-hmm. this summer that he's invited me to. So I'm oh. hoping to make that trip. That nice. would be incredible. You should absolutely do it. Yeah. yeah we, um, we camped at Fontanella's Lake, which was amazing. And then uh, Aloha Lake, which is just one of the coolest places I've ever been. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love that. Um, but the Tahoe rim trail was just such a great trail. Just the fact it was just so easy. It just has like um, two towns that goes through, like the resupply was very simple. Logistically it's an easy trail. Mm-hmm. The grade is pretty forgiving, but the scenery is incredible. You know, like when you're, you actually are surprisingly, you don't have a view of the, lake as much as you'd think like people kind of think that you're just walking around the lake <laughs> but you're really you know you go pretty you're pretty far away from the lake whole time you're never really close to it at all um but just the views of the lake and the camp spots that we had were just spectacular we yeah we had it was some of the best nights of camping that we've ever had i feel like on and we got to hike uh, a little part of the pct and we we swear we saw some pct through hikers oh we definitely did. made us feel pretty cool <laughs> yeah yeah it was cool to yeah that was a, technically our first section hike on the pct as we're we're preparing to hopefully do that next year mm-hmm. nice which brings us to what's next for freight train and pickles you guys are planning on doing the the pct in in 24 Yes. Yeah. yeah. If we can, if we can, we're trying to, up. I don't know. Permits are tough. Like we're trying to get permits for the John Muir trail or yeah, Mount, this, Mount Langley. Yeah, um, I'm trying to, I, I'm like, I'm like a permit wizard now. I have so many permits I'm trying to apply for. I'm like trying to do like the rim to rim in Grand Canyon. And I'm like trying to do, I just have all these permit feelers out just trying to see what we can do this summer. So I guess it's just (laughs) up to which permit we can get. (laughs) But but if we could pick, it would be John Muir Trail this summer, probably like August. Um, And then, yeah, PCT next year. And then after that, I mean, we got, we have big hopes. Like we would love to do, um, I think our, our dream hike is to do the Te Aurora trail out in New Zealand. That's kind of, I honestly feel like we would, we would do that before the CDT, Mm -hmm. even though, even though like we would like to go for the triple crown. I feel like it's not as much about getting the triple crown. Like we just want to do what we want to do we just yeah. have so much fun out there we we want to go international soon like the croatia trail there's so many trails to do we gotta you know pick and choose wisely i feel feel like because we only have so much time although yeah i think we'll probably hike for the rest of our lives if we can <laughs> yeah we'll be we'll be yeah. like nimble will yeah yeah that's right that's right nimble will nomad um, yeah. do the Croatian long trail and, uh, let, let, uh, Nikola Horvat, AKA Tesla know that doc sent you. Cool. <laughs> okay. Sounds great. Yes. All right. Hey, you two, you know where we are right now? No, mm-hmm. where are we? 
Thank you for playing along. Although I know you know exactly where we are. It's time for the pro tip inside of the week. And in this special episode, we get two for one. We get, we get two pro tips, one from each of you. So. All right. Here I'll go. Our, our freight train, freight train. Uh, want you to share some trail wisdom with our listeners to make their next outdoor experience even better. What do you have? All right. So this is my little practical tip that helped us a lot on the Appalachian Trail, and that is fish oil pills. We took fish oil pills the whole Appalachian Trail, and they are really great for your joints, your knees, ankles, and stuff, your bones. It helped us. A lot. I was actually, there was times where we would forget to take them. They were like, we like didn't have them for a week or two. And I for sure noticed the difference. Like, I think it, I think it took the edge off of our, definitely saved us some pain. Excellent. Mm. That's the first time we've heard that pro tip. So congratulations. Yeah. Unique. There you go. All right. (laughs) Pickles, how about you? Um, I feel like I kind of want to get deep with it. Um, cause yeah, I'm not, I mean, like, I suggest like, you know, wrapping some duct tape around your pole or uh, if you're still using Nalgene's, just carry a water bottle. (laughs) Um, But I think what would actually, what helped me or what I I kind of, to get through the the through hikes and embrace the suck, um, I think it's just taking the trail what is it is what it is like man i'm going to get caught up in my words here but um i feel someone suggested that you don't think of it as conquering the trail or or the mountains but instead it's like a parade and you know sometimes i would just be hiking considering myself a one man parade just hiking through and enjoying it and um you know keeping up with him who enjoys everything i had to just really just embrace the trail for what it is and um some you just you know there's a lot of lows but those lows make those highs feel so great you know the showers and the this um a bed and the connections you meet on trail um the trail really changed me honestly i Compared to living in society versus outside of society, I found that my mental health was somewhere it has never been in my life, where there is no stress or anxiety, and I was present, and I connected with people and nature and myself like I had never before, and um, yeah, I think just staying present and embracing the suck is my 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 pro tip which is kind of i'm stealing it from you i guess that's okay deep thoughts with pickles i love it i love it i mean it's a complete package the trail is a complete package it has the highs and the lows and you don't get to pick you don't get to pick which one i mean it all it all comes together it's a it's a mixed bag and Mm -hmm. accepting it for what it is i think is a a really outstanding tip so thank you for that pickles yeah no problem All right. So there you have it. That's it. This episode is just about in the books. Hope our listeners enjoyed our time with Brian and Christina. I want to thank them for joining us this week. How can our listeners keep up with you on social media and where can they find updates on your latest adventures? Yeah, you can follow us on Trekking Through. We're on 
um, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. We even had little stickers made to give out <laughs> along the trail, which, um, you know, we kind of gained our followers one person at a time. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we, we uh, yeah. actually are just about to wrap up our um, Appalachian Trail through hike. We filmed the whole thing and um, our last episode is coming up next. Mm -hmm. Yeah, our, our, our Katahdin Summit video will be coming out like next week or something pretty soon. So keep an eye out for that. And then after that, it's going to be the Trans-Catalina Trail. I'll be posting videos of that next. Yeah, I need to subscribe. Fantastic. Yeah, I, I have a huge backlog. <laughs> yeah, he does it. You know, he's a video editor by trait. So they're yeah. they're really good. Yeah, that's my profession. We, we've been I, will check, I will check it out. Yeah. Remember to check out the pod on social media as well. We are on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And if you have comments or clips you want to share, you can send it to me at johnfreakamir at gmail.com. The Adventure Media Recommendation. All right, you two. I'm also looking for, to you to share a recommendation for a book, a movie, documentary, some, some kind of, of outdoor media to keep our listeners connected to the trail. Call this our Adventure Media Recommendation. Do we also get a two for one here? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Okay. <laughs> I guess, all right, I'll go first. So I just finished reading this book. Um, it's called Almost Somewhere by Suzanne Roberts. It's about... Um, her hiking the John Muir Trail back in 1993 with a couple of her girlfriends, and uh, it was a great read. Yeah, it was it was really good. I love the way that she kind of she kind of captures the whole arc emotionally of like the through hike. You know what I mean? Kind of condensed down and and you know preparing for the John Muir Trail. It was cool to read all about the specifics almost, of all that. So, almost somewhere. Almost somewhere. Yeah, yeah. It was really good. The JMT in 93, I'm always fascinated to hear about people who who did this kind of stuff before all of the resources and technology were available. So I, I'm going to check that out. Thank it's you. Interesting. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. It's more, it's not much has changed, honestly. <laughs> <You'd be surprised>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. How about you, Pickles? Uh, we actually got a few of these um, books, uh, Folly and Molly, Take on the Appalachian Trail, it's a really lovely children's book that we gifted some of our little kiddo friends for Christmas. And it is such a fun, rhyming um, story that really captures the Appalachian Trail in such an accurate way that it's, you know, it's fun for adults, too. Have you listened to the episode? No, we haven't. You, I you had the author. One? I no, had the author. No, no, right. really? Yes, we'll have to check that out. Listen to her. Yeah, cool. We, uh, yeah, we love that book. It was, it was great. Yeah, <laughs> great recommendation. And, she and, will. Be, you need, you need to reach out to her on social media and let her know that uh, her work made it as a, an adventure media recommendation on the podcast. I will. She, she will I related to it not only as a through hiker but as a twin too. Not that I hiked with my twin, but maybe someday we will. Yeah. Right. What have we not asked you? All right. Hey, in our last <laughs> segment, before we wrap things up, is uh, what have I not asked you that you're dying to tell us about? What do we miss tonight? I mean, we we, we skipped a lot of ground uh, that we're saving for a second episode, but what else do you want to tell us? Um, I don't think we mentioned our adoring couple that we hiked the last thousand miles with. I guess on our next episode with you um we'll have to talk all about our friends sweet tar and u-haul um our best friends um they're so great yeah we, we hiked 1200 miles with them so we would be remiss if we didn't give them the old shout out here yeah we same guys same with walmart who is who's um 
we were hiked his it was his third year on the Appalachian Trail. Yeah, Walmart's a legend. If you you should have you ever heard of Walmart, you should interview him. He's uh oh, he yeah. hiked he's hiked the AT four years in a row now. Okay. So he's Walmart. done it since 2018. He's done it every year. Oh yeah. Okay. He's he's been on the podcast before. He's great. Okay. Um and those are just some shout outs. Same with um this is a, a bead by bead um necklace that uh I got at the Quarterway Inn. Um it's a really it's just a map of the Appalachian Trail in beads. Very cool. Um, and I yeah. also just want to ask, what was your third word that you were trying to fit in? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sure I worked it in somewhere. I forget. I forget what it was. Maybe it was. I think it was slack twinning. It, it just happened to come up. <laughs> that came right. up organically. Amazing. That's, that's yeah. right. <laughs> That's right. Hey, Freight Train, I'm going to put you on the spot. Uh, if April were to have a trail name, what, what would it be? Ooh. Wow. Um, it would be it's like, yet. it would be like star sign or something like mm-hmm. that. Some, some astrology. Oh yeah. Star sign. Okay. I'm going to call it that. It's cool. Nice. All right. Well, Hey, thank you for tuning in. Always remember the trail is the trail. Doesn't care if you want to go downhill. Doesn't care if it's almost dark and you're looking for a campsite. It doesn't even care if you've almost skated over your hiking partner with a huge rock on the backside of Sawtooth Pass. (laughs) The trail is the trail. Embrace the sock. Yes. Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois and the whole crew here at Duck Camp Dinners every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6'8 Western. Oh, I'll be over there, baby, right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.